This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The Weekend Warrior. Every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. On ESPN LA 710. Dedicated to you, the fan who works hard all week and slugs it out on the court. The field, the big box store, and the honey-do list all weekend long. And helping you cope as you come to the realization you're not 19 any longer. Here's board-certified orthopedic surgeon Dr. Robert Clapper. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. So excited to be with you. This topic is awesome. And at 8.15, the topic, which is the power of hair. A topic that's taken over my guest's life because that's what he does for a living. Jason Schneidman is going to be our guest whose world is all about hair and cutting hair. And it made me think all week while I was surfing on the north shore of Oahu the week before, which is why I did a best of last week, thanks to the great Linda Yui hooking me up, place to stay on the north shore of Oahu at a surf break called Velzyland. Oh, my God. And what did they tell me? Be careful, Dr. Clapper. There are a lot of locals. You go paddle out. You think you can go in the lineup. The locals, they'll beat you up. They'll keep you away. Get out of here, Howley. You don't belong here. You know what? I've been going to the islands for 40 years. I became a surfer because of my visit to the islands in 1983. They're the reason I became a surfer. Don't tell me I can't go in the ocean. Well, you better be careful up there. So I got this big old longboard, and I paddled a quarter of a mile out to this spot that was something I had dreamed about doing my whole life. My 40 years of surfing was to go to this one spot, the power of the waves of the North Shore, Velzyland, right up from Sunset Beach. And I'm paddling, and part of me is thinking, okay, there's tiger sharks out here. I'm out in the middle of the ocean. There's all kinds of things that can happen to me, the power of the wave and all the rest as I'm paddling. But most of all, as I'm getting closer to the lineup, I'm going to get beat up by somebody, right? It doesn't work that way. Just be respectful. You don't own the ocean. Nobody owns the ocean. So I paddled up to the lineup, and there's this big, strong, strapping Hawaiian guy in the water. And I see him, and I smile, and I say, good morning. He looks at me, and he says, good morning. And then he says, I wish I had that longboard today. And that's when I knew I was going to be just fine. What do you do for a living, I asked him. Oh, I work in IT for the government, for the Defense Department. Oh, wow. How old are you? I'm 40 years old. Oh, 
family? Yep, two girls. We have this whole conversation. And then he says to me, here they come. You can see the horizon, the shadows, the set is coming in. Here they come, he says. Go ahead. You take the first one. And all of a sudden, out the window went, they're going to hassle you. They're going to give you a hard time. No, that's not what happened. The opposite is what happened. I spent a lovely morning surfing with Hawaiians. And that was awesome. In addition, I got the pleasure of meeting the great Eddie Rothman. But that's a whole nother show. And those of you who surf and know the North Shore will understand who exactly Eddie Rothman is. But he's my new best friend. I'm just kidding, but I got to have quite a few moments of real fun uh, hanging out with him. I never met him before. His son, Makua Rothman, won the largest wave ridden in the world contest, I think, in 2015. But let's get into today's show because I want to concentrate on the power of hair because of my guest at 8.15. And so you heard the music, the musical from 1968, and how growing your hair long meant you were going up against the draft for the Vietnam War. But it made me think, while I was out there in those waves in Hawaii, this topic about the world of sports. Who is my favorite athlete? In my lifetime, when I think about hair and the power of hair, I thought about this guy, Troy Palomalu. Listen to him being tackled by Larry Johnson of the Kansas City Chiefs. Not in a typical way you tackle somebody, but Larry Johnson pulled his hair, got a penalty for it. But this is Greg Gumbel and Dan Deerdorf talking about this play. Johnson tackling by the hair. Larry Johnson, and look at the players. They're upset about the way Johnson tackled Polamalu, but what are you going to do? And I, we've got a flag that's been thrown right there in the middle. Yeah, Dan Deardorf's about to understand that the flag is for pulling your hair. You're not allowed to do that. Also, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 69, Kansas City. The penalty is declined. 15-yard penalty from the end of the run. First down. Well, there isn't much positive for Kansas City on that whole play, but there is the look, and Johnson drags Palomalu down by the hair. Well, I have to tell you that I did not know that that's a penalty. Larry Johnson attempting to make a tackle. He gets nothing but the handful of hair. Troy Palomalo played at USC from 1999 to 2002. He's in the Hall of Fame because of what he did with the Steelers from 2003 to 2014, winning two Super Bowls. He was a Tasmanian devil. 5'10", 220 pounds of solid muscle. He could literally leap over the whole scrimmage and get to the running back as soon as he got the ball snapped to him. Nobody else could do that. Nobody. We never saw things like this before. But we also never saw that flowing hair in a player, a proud Samoan, a proud Polynesian player. 
That's what it meant to, to Troy Powell. He wanted the world to know that he is a Samoan, and he let them know by the hair. Listen to Terrell Suggs, one of the toughest football players, talking about what it was like to go up against Troy. I mean, everybody, I think watching TV at home, everybody in the stadium, y'all know it. You see 43 at the line, four-minute offense, you know, he's coming. And it was just like, man, I hope we got a plan because, you know, it just, it just didn't feel good when I saw that hair at the line of scrimmage. When I saw that hair, and because it represents, there's power in that hair, and to Troy, that soft-spoken, with humility, player, the toughest one on the field. It was his heritage that he was teaching the world about. That long hair is because I'm Samoan. Maybe you don't even know what a Samoan is. Well, now you do. Here he is at his Hall of Fame speech explaining. Respect and humility are the crux of the Polynesian mentality. And my fellow Polynesian brothers have always exemplified these virtues. I'm proud to be Samoan and have been blessed to have the opportunity to share my culture with the world through football. The teachings of my heritage passed down to me by my Uncle Salu, my Uncle Kennedy, my brother Kyle, shaped my adolescent psyche to remember and live by the tenets of the Fa'a Samoan way. The Fa'a Samoan way. Grow your hair long. They may be able to pull it to tackle you, but they know you're coming. What about in the world of art? You heard the music already. Who wrote those songs? Who saw hair as a powerful statement that you didn't want to fight in the Vietnam War in the 60s? Grow your hair long. That's what it meant. His name was James Rado, and here he is all these years later being interviewed about the inspiration for writing that musical. Suddenly there were young kids who dressed differently, and were wearing their hair long, and they were very approachable, they were very friendly. They held flowers in their hands, and they walked down the streets, and they were crazy, and they were, they were groovy. And Jerry and I, Jerome Ragney, who's my partner, and I were actors, and we wanted to write a musical. And so all of a sudden, there was a confluence of all these factors. The war protests happened. That was the beginnings of hair. And he's gonna go into detail of being struggling actors Jerome Ragney and James Rado, going from theater to theater in Greenwich Village in the early 60s, seeing all this, seeing the power of hair, and they decided they're going to write a musical. They didn't know how to play an instrument. They didn't know how to compose songs. They got Galt McDermott, the musical person, to help, but they originally wrote the songs and their own melodies because they were determined to show the power of hair and made a Broadway musical actually called Hair. So we were interested in experimenting in theater. We, we, were, we were doing sort of straight Broadway plays, Shakespeare or whatever, and um, then uh, there's this other movement, this experimental theater movement happening off-Broadway or way off, off, you know, off-loft, yeah, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we were very intrigued by that, but suddenly as we were going between the two places, the two locales, we would see these things happening on the street. People were marching by with picket signs and 
guys were growing their hair long yes. and all these incredible costumes that they were wearing. And the and children just hanging out, yes, young people yes, hanging, yes, out, yes, yes. hanging so that, out. This, uh, was so a, it really another, came from what you saw, just yes, wandering the city. Yes, it was another form of theater happening in the street. Well, another form of theater happening in the street. Remember what Dr. Ranawa taught me. The eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Everybody else saw those same kids growing their hair and picketing. These guys saw something different. The two guys in the park took their clothes off. Yeah, it was a great moment of, uh, you know, what, liberation. I mean, yeah, yeah. we'd never seen anything. And I had had an experience, an experience in the park. I won't, I'm, this is the last time I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> I don't think I've told it on TV, but I was, before I knew Jerry, before, you know, uh, hair came to be, before the hippies came around, one day I was in, up in Central Park and I stretched out on a rock in the sun and took my shirt off. And I was laying there with my eyes closed, and suddenly I felt a club hit my shoe. And I looked up, and it was a policeman saying, "Put your shirt back on." <gasps> so this was this must have been early '60s. But this was the kind of atmosphere we that existed. No, I think we wanted to present something that was very new, very radical, and we wanted to shock people. We wanted to stir people. We wanted to move people, certainly. Mm -hmm. But we were just concerned about our piece uh, being. You know, we wanted to, it to be wonderful and to be something that really would work in a, in a theater in no, a new I way. No, but I made a definite effort to write rock and roll music. Yes, absolutely. That's and that's what we wanted. Yeah, but that's what you said you wanted, so I figured well, that's exactly what I want to do. It's about all I could do. Well. But I, but it was, it was deliberate. And I think some people didn't like that. Some people didn't like that. Too bad for them. We love it. And all these years later, we appreciate what you did in writing that musical. And pointing out, you grow your hair long, you're saying something. Both on the football field, in theater, and in my world of surgery, you better cover it because bacteria live in that hair and I ain't going to be in the operating room where everything's sterile with long hair. There's power in that hair on many levels. And coming up next, a man who really walks the walk and not just talk the talk but helping people, homeless, giving them a haircut. He may do a movie star one day and then go help someone who's living on the streets the next day. The great Jason Schneidman. We'll talk to him about the power of hair. Coming up next, right here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. 
with Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poobah, the Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. You're listening to the sound bites from the great Broadway musical, one of the longest-running musicals ever on Broadway, Hair. I'm so excited to talk about Hair and my next guest, the great Jason Schneidman. Jason, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Absolutely. Can you hear me? I can. Jason, I want to play a sound bite from the man who wrote the lyrics to the musical Hair where he talks about the message of hair and what it says to another human being as a first impression and when you see them. In this case, it's political. I don't want to fight in the Vietnam War. I'm going to grow my hair long and not cut it as I'm drafted. I want to hear what you hear when you hear this soundbite from James Rado. Suddenly there were young kids who dressed differently and were wearing their hair long and they were very approachable they were very friendly they held flowers in their hands and they walked down the streets and they were crazy and they were they were groovy and jerry and i jerome ragney who's my partner and i were actors and we wanted to write a musical and so all of a sudden there was a confluence of all these factors the war protests happened that was the beginnings of hair that was the beginnings of hair what do you hear jason when you hear someone seeing the power of a haircut in making a statement? Um, I think, you know, hair is a form of expression for both men and women. But I think for men, you know, wearing your hair long, it's a statement. And, uh, you know, I think that it was taking a stand back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I get it. You get it. So tell us a little bit about you, Jason. Where would you grow up? Where'd you go to high school? What'd your father do for a living? And how did hair enter your life? Uh, I'm a native Angelino. Grew up in Long Beach, the LBC. <laughs> went to school. Snoop Dogg was in my junior high school. Um, grew up by the beach, so it kept me out of trouble, uh-huh. pretty much. Although all I wanted to do was surf and party <laughs> until that didn't work anymore and uh had a great upbringing you know my parents are new yorkers uh, here. so they're really yeah they're really outspoken a lot like you <laughs> and uh they were cool <laughs> so tell us the journey you go to high school what happens next in your life how do you end up realizing this is something that is my calling i enjoy it's not just using the scissors it's shaping and being an artist with someone's hair that's growing. How did that all happen? So early on, I had a pair of clippers. I was about 13 years old, and my parents uh, took me around the world, and I went to New York City, and I was in Washington Square Park, and I was in Venice Beach, and I'd go back to my little sleepy town in Long Beach, 
And I was like, you guys, everybody's doing this style-wise. Like, these guys are breakdancing, and, you know, these guys have cut-off vests, these Madonna dancers that I saw. And mm-hmm. I was like, we need to step it up. You know, I was in this little, <laughs> like, bubble of surf community where everybody was just toehead surfers. So I had a pair of clippers, and, and I was like, let's do this. And we cut the sides of our hair off, and we went out. And we were getting a great response from girls because that's what it was all about at 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was the go-to guy that would just have a pair of clippers and go for it. And um, it was interesting because I wasn't a really good student. And, uh, you know, I barely graduated high school. And my parents were like, you know, why don't you pick a profession and we'll pay for it. And they said, why don't you do hair? You cut all your friends' hair. And I was like, no way. I'm a dude. Like back in 1988, it wasn't cool to do hair, you know, I was doing construction, I was painting boats and, but I went to hair school and I was the only guy there and there was 30 girls and I continued to get kicked out of hair school. I got kicked out of five hair schools and I learned a lot. Yeah. So that was my, that's how I got into it. (laughs) What exactly gets you kicked out of hair school? I'm just curious. Ditching, surfing, and not showing up. <laughs> God bless you. Tell us about, and I can't thank Jared Abrams enough for finding you because you're you're a, a force of nature, Jason Schneidman. We can all tell just hearing it come through the radio waves. It's just awesome to talk to you. It's a pleasure. And the fact that you're a surfer. I'm a surfer too. I'm a New York guy from Far Rockaway. What do I know about surfing? But let me tell you, it's now my religion also, so we have that in common, that's for sure. Um, I How did the Homeless Project come about? Tell us about that. So it kind of uh, took off from where I left off on my last story with the wheels falling off and the drugs and the alcohol. So I was just continuing to party till I was 30, and then I w- had a huge crack addiction, and it wasn't pretty anymore, and I was pretty much going to die or end up in jail. So um, I found recovery, and when I showed up to meetings of recovery, they taught me I have to be of service in order to stay sober. And the way that that works is, you know, if if you do good, you feel good, and then you don't have to pick up drugs and alcohol. So I was working with new people that were in recovery after I got some time myself, and then my life got really full with the hairstyling and I was working in Beverly Hills and I was traveling and I was working with all kinds of celebrities. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, a life beyond my wildest dreams coming Mm. from somebody that was always struggling, never had money. And I was taught how to suit up and show up. And so I was like, maybe I can put the two together, helping people with recovery and doing haircuts. And it was like a you know, it, I just had a, uh, a moment where it was like, this is what you need to do. And what was interesting at that moment was mm. cordless clippers just came out that were really good. Mm. So I, that next morning after I had this thought, I went to the beauty supply store. I bought some cordless clippers. I called a friend. I said, hey, I'm going out on the street. I need you to hold this phone. I'm going to go do this. And they were like, I'm with you. And uh, went out and tried it. And that night, I had never felt better. And, you know, I just seeing the responses from the people and the way that people around us were perceiving uh, these people that just looked, you know, disheveled. And when I got done with them, they looked amazing and their, you know, their energy changed. So that's how it started. 
you're just, I mean, my energy's changing just listening to the story. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Because, That's awesome. Because you've picked an area of the body. I'm a surgeon, so I know the body. But you've picked the only part of the body that that you have control over in expressing your feelings, which is your hair. You can't make yourself taller or shorter. You can't make yourself really that big in terms of body habitus. You can't change your, your skin color. You can't change really who, but you can actually work on your hair. So this person who yeah. looks disheveled, who now no longer looks disheveled, maybe they now won't feel disheveled. It's amazing. Good for you. Tell us about your salon locations. Where can people... Tell us all about that, the rest of your life. Yeah, so 18 years ago, I got sober. I had nothing. I was hooked on crack. I was 135 pounds. In this last 18 years, I got married. I got three kids. Um, I was wow. able to pursue one of my dreams, which is opening my own space. Uh, you know, I grew up by the beach, but I had to be in Beverly Hills to to tap into this celebrity hairstylist world. So I suited up and I showed up for 18 years and I was like, I'm going to try and venture out back to the beach. So I opened a place on Lincoln in between Venice and Washington. It's called the men's groomer. Mm -hmm. You can't miss the sign. It's huge. It's right on Lincoln Boulevard in Venice. And we do men, women, children, everybody. It's a, it's a really cool spot. It kind of feels like a surf shop, coffee shop, retail. It's just a, 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 you know, a full on hangout. And my buddies next to me own the tattoo shop. So it almost looks like we have a car show every day or a bike show with <laughs> old Impalas. And it's just a lot of fun. And it's been working out. I opened three years ago and we're doing great. So come in and get an amazing haircut. We got, you know, people that are all kind of handpicked and trained underneath me doing amazing haircuts. You know, when Steve Jobs decided that he didn't want to sell his Apple computers in a computer store with other computers... And they all said, you're crazy. Nobody's going to go to a store that just has Apple computers. And he, of course, was right. So in in creating the Apple store, I don't know if you know this, he went to the biggest ad agencies in the world and hired a guy who happened to be a surfer. And he said to him, cool. he said to him, I need to open a store, but I just want to sell my own computers. Will you help me design it? And the the designer, I forgot, Lee Clow, I think his name is, was a surfer. And he said to Steve Jobs, you really want me to design your Apple store? He goes, yeah. He says, well, to me, the, the greatest place in the world, the happiest place in the world is a surf shop. Where in the back of the store are all the geniuses, all the old surfers talking story. It's completely open space. You get to see the latest T-shirt and in the back of the surfboards. Anyway... This, this hotshot, Lee Clow, that Steve Jobs hires, says to Steve Jobs, you want me to design your store? I'm going to make it like a surf shop. And if you actually think about it, every Apple store is exactly like a surf shop. So you're... I was there. I was when, at the Grove day before yesterday in the Apple shop, and they put trees inside the store. It's an indoor-outdoor space. I was like, I was cool hanging there. You know, you sit there get, waiting for your, your phone to reboot. I was there for four hours. I was happy as a, as a clam. That's exactly right, because you, you tapped into the very thing, and I will tell you, the spirit in your life, I happen to be a surgeon. You happen to be a guy who, who cuts hair, but the true spirit in your life is surfing that's why you got to keep it up jason 
because that actually is something that you now have to share with the world. Keep doing what you're doing. How can people get involved with what your projects are? So I, I always say it's about surfing and serving. That's my purpose now because the two make me feel equally amazing at the end of the night. And um, we started a, the Men's Groomer Foundation years ago. It's a 501c3. And basically what I'm trying to do is provide more resources for people that are hooked on drugs and alcohol that are on the street and actually provide detox and long-term sober livings. I lived in a place for 13 months at 34 years old, and they taught me how to live life on life's terms. And I want to do that for the people that are struggling on the street and don't have resources. So that's the ultimate goal. Um, I also came out with a product line that's been doing really well. And part of the proceeds of uh, the product line goes to help fund all of that stuff that I'm working on. So at 52 years old, it's so much more than just what I can make, but what I can leave here. And um, that's kind of the ultimate goal for me right now. What a pleasure to share a planet with someone like you, Jason. Listen, I wish I could use your services, but I happen to have no hair on top of my head. But uh, you touch all of our hearts with your spirit. It's really been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for making time for us this morning. Thank you. And if you guys want to find me, just go on Instagram, The Men's Groomer, and you can watch all the videos that I do and all the transformations. And thank you so much for having me on your show this morning. It's my pleasure. It's all of our pleasure. God bless you, Jason. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay, Warriors, coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. Oh, my God. I got some clap revision for you. This week, I did a rotator cuff and a shoulder that was so massively ripped off the bone. But how did I fix it? Well, there's a secret that I'm going to tell you. But I'll take your calls. We'll share it with the Weekend Warriors. Clapper Vision. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA. 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I have a Beatles wig on. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Love this song. Sit by my side. Come, come as close as the air. Come as close as the air. Sharing a memory of grace. Sharing a memory. Wander in my words. Dream about the pictures that I play. 
of changes. Pictures that I play of changes. Wow. You're listening to the greatest Phil Oaks singing his song Changes. Nothing changes you more than Jason Schneidman giving you a haircut. But that visual of taking someone scruffy looking, living on the street, and giving them a haircut. And now they look in the mirror and see themselves differently. Transformative. There is so much power in that hair or not hair. I remember watching Michael Jordan being interviewed. When one of the Wayans brothers on his talk show, Michael Jordan said to him, look at you, you got no hair on your head, you shaved your head. And the Wayans brother says, it's because of you, you don't, you shaved your head, so I'm shaving mine. And Michael Jordan said, me, I had to. You can look it up on YouTube. Michael Jordan says, yeah, but I had to. What do you mean you had to? Michael Jordan said, I had to because I wanted to control how I looked and I didn't like the fact that I was losing my hair. So having a shaved head like I do, you know already, I'm probably a control freak because I'm not just letting it grow the way it wants to grow. The statement, the metaphors... It's interesting. I was in the operating room this week, as I told you, and the number is 877-710-ESPN. I'll do some clap revision, but I just need to tell you this story. Because I use art and I use sports in my world of surgery to teach all the time. And not only is your right knee different from your left knee in you, the same person, but your right knee is different from your neighbor's right knee because God made us all different. And as a surgeon, I have to be ready for that. And I told you about the man who came to me in a wheelchair who's now walking the next day, that afternoon after I did his hip surgery. He literally had no hip left because of the attack of rheumatoid arthritis on his body. And it's complicated. That surgery could be five, six hours in someone else's hands. But as I was teaching or showing what I'm doing to a student, I pointed out something because they had watched me do a whole bunch of other surgeries this week. I said, I want you to go on YouTube and look up Michael Jordan basketball lessons. This is an orthopedic resident looking at me going, why do I have to look up Michael Jordan's bat? I said, because. 12 minutes into the 30-minute YouTube segment of Michael Jordan's basketball lessons, the topic is free throw shooting. And in that unbelievable Kobe Bryant, who learned it from Michael Jordan's voice, he says, some of you may have heard that I like to practice my free throws with my eyes closed. And he says, it's actually true. And he begins to now say, 
I and there's the camera does not show the basket. It just shows Michael Jordan talking in that beautiful voice and he's bouncing the ball. And he says, the basket's 15 feet away. It's 10 feet high. And I trust my technique. I shoot. And all you hear is the ball going into the net. Doesn't touch the backboard, doesn't touch the rim. A swoosh. You don't see it, but you hear it. He says, I trust my technique. So that quite naturally, he says, the height of the basket still 10 feet. I'm still 15 feet away. For my second shot, I can close my eyes. Trust my technique. And he now closes his eyes. You watch him because the camera's on his face. And he shoots the ball. You, again, you don't see the basket. You don't hear the backboard of the rim. All you hear is swoosh as it goes in the basket. Clearly it went in. He says, so you now understand why I can be in front of 60,000 people in an arena. And I'm not nervous because I know I can make my free throws even with my eyes closed. And that's what I taught this resident. I have such confidence in my technique, exposure, knowing the anatomy, that no matter how difficult that exposure is, that surgery is, I go back to the basics of what my tools can do for me and what I can do. And there's such a great lesson to be learned when you can bring different fields together art, sports, surgery, food. Wait till I tell you about what hair and food is. Oh, it's awesome. I put it on Twitter, actually. You'll see a picture of what I'm talking about. But we'll get into it a little bit later. Let's take some calls. Let's go to, who is this? Jason? No, don't. Okay. He wants me to keep telling stories. So we'll keep telling stories. All right, coming up next, I'm going to tell you about the food that I have in mind. Because I didn't go the easy way out. I went the technique, not of angel hair pasta, but of what actually a head looks like with hair coming out of the top. And someone already tweeted me, no, it's not a kiwi. It's actually something that looks just like your hair, your head, your scalp with hair growing up. I'll explain. Coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm Big Clap. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I think that's Harry Nielsen, right, singing that song. Ah, wrong, Scott McKenzie. But you know who wrote that song? John Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas. He wrote that song for him. Wow. Speaking of John's, let's do some callers. 
Let's go to John in Chino Hills. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Clapper. Thanks for You're calling. Awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> listening. I appreciate it. How young are you? What do you do for a living? Our, ple- our pleasure. How young are you? What do you do for a living, John? I'm 66 young, and I do kitchen remodeling. Oh, wow. My dad did that as a carpenter. Wow, that's awesome. I'm so happy to talk to you because now I'm remembering spending time with my dad remodeling people's kitchens. Although I have many memories of stepping on all kinds of things that went into my foot through my boot like a rusty nail as I took <laughs> apart the, the old cabinets. Yeah. But that happens. Yeah. Wow. When, so tell yeah. me about you. Where'd you grow up? What high school? What'd your father do for a living? I grew up in Orange County, went to Rancho Alamitas High School, mm-hmm. and uh, my father uh, owned restaurant bars, more bars than restaurants. Oh, so were you taken a- away by the the fact, the shape of the bar and the contour of the wood and how high it was and the stools? And what is it that uh, that inspired you to go into kitchen remodeling? Actually, it's a, it was a career change, now that you ask. <laughs> uh, I had my own company. <laughs> Late in life, my own company started to struggle, so I reached out to uh, an acquaintance and retrained myself uh, to do what I do now. Wow. And it's been awesome because it, when you own a company, it kind of owns you. And when you work for somebody, you they may set your hours, but uh, it's really great that you have client contact, customer contact. That's what I love about being a surgeon. Nobody could ever fire me because I don't work for anybody. I work for the patient. But it's just an awesome, it's different stress. You got you have a nut to crack every month, right? You have to pay rent and all the overhead. But and that's stress. But you're never going to be fired. You don't have that stress because you don't work for anybody. It's awesome. And it's hard, but it's worth it. There's things in life that are hard are worth it. And uh, good for you, John. All right, how can I help you? What's the matter with you? What's up? Well, while I have an appointment with you, I'm getting ready to cancel. Yeah. I, you know, it takes a while to get into. <laughs> it takes a while to get in to see you, and I'm in physical therapy prior, uh-huh. and it's I've improved tremendously. I have an L5 S1 um, issue. You don't uh, know. You don't uh, know how happy that actually makes me. I'm the only surgeon <laughs> that is delighted when someone listens to me and they walk in the pool and they take some weight off and they don't have a shot or a pill i'm don't worry i got plenty of people to operate on god has blessed me it's that's <laughs> the, the idea is to make people better and if you can actually do it without surgery i'm the only surgeon who's happy that you don't need surgery so good i'm so happy sitting here right now that you listen if you need me, you'll know where to get me. Yeah. But if you feel better, you just made my day. How did you get better from the physical therapy? Did you do any work in the pool, or was it land-based physical therapy? It was it was all land-based physical therapy, and a lot of uh, the things that uh, they I went through a physical therapist, and they just did a lot of things. Uh, Good. Uh, I don't know the names of the exercises, but some of them worked fantastic. Good. And. Uh, so I have almost none of the symptoms, the original symptoms of the pain shooting down the side of my leg all the way to my ankle. Okay. Um, that's almost all gone. Great. The only thing I have left that that I can't seem to get rid of is I have a com- I can't get on my knees anymore. At least my right knee. Mm-hmm. Like if I were you're to squat down and sit on your ankle, mm-hmm. 
you know, on your knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just wanted to know, is there anything additional that I could be doing to solve that problem? Because if that problem was solved, I'd feel like I was uh, not 66. Yeah. <laughs> well, do me a favor. Do not let them give you an epidural or any cortisone shots. Be holistic. I love that. It is super fun to be academic. You know, you spend a fortune every month for insurance. It would be really terrific for you to use it in a way. How long ago, roughly, was the MRI of your lower back? Um, I've had, uh, they didn't do an MRI on my back. They did a CAT scan because I have metal in my body. That's crazy. You can still have an MRI, by the way. The, the only contraindication... I know. Yeah, you, you need to get an MRI. Right. Uh, for whatever reason, they think a CAT scan's cheaper, so they probably went that route. But I'm a big fan of information so that you, know, you could be guided. So getting an MRI of your lower back would be a great idea. And I certainly would recommend a second opinion uh, because if there is still some residual... Um, I'll give you a couple of names at Cedars of Spine people that I trust. I'm not sending you there for surgery, but just for their input. You don't have to go now, but you should keep the names. One is Lionel Hunt, like going hunting, and the other is Neil Anand, A-N-A-N-D. The other one is Pat Johnson, who's been recently a guest on the show. These guys are, I'm not going to dinner with them. I don't want to be friends with them, but they are Cedars Sinai's finest, and they are great people for you to touch base with just to get another opinion and they'll get an MRI of your lower back because it'd be great to have a baseline you know two months from now if it acts up again I uh, you need to have someone that I trust keeping an eye on you but be holistic and definitely introduce water exercises to your life you want to get better the buoyancy of the water and I'm talking belly button high water walk forwards then backwards half an hour three days a week uh, if you feel like swimming after that, go for it. But anything in the water, the buoyancy, the resistance on the muscle, and the very fact that the water touches your skin gives feedback to the brain called uh, proprioception for position sense. It's really amazing. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Hips. Even though this is your spine, many of the same exercises in the water are, are illustrated there, and you will really benefit from that. But that's what I would suggest. You want to get stronger. You want your knees to work better. It's really a function of the electrical supply. Listen, you make those kitchens. You remodel the kitchens, right? So you need a plumber. That's a vascular surgeon. You need an electrician. That's the neurologist. And you need the carpenter. That's the orthopedic surgeon. So what you do every day evaluating the remodel of the kitchen, the plumber, the electrician, the carpenter, is exactly what your lower back is all about. There's the blood supply, the plumbing, there's the nerve supply, the neurologist, and there's the arthritis and the discs and the structure, which is the carpentry. Exact same principles of how, of how you investigate it, how you make your plans and your blueprints and putting it all together. This is exactly what an MRI is. You want to see if there's termites in the wood? Get an MRI. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm kidding, but I'm also not kidding. But you're... I'm officially anointing you an AAD degree. You're also a doctor, AAD, because the same principles, the fires you put out every day as a builder is exactly how your body works. So treat yourself. You need an MRI. You need a good doctor to take a look at you. You need to get in the pool. Stay holistic. That's how I would get you better. And listen, John, you and Chino Hills, 
I don't even know what Chino Hills is. Are there hills in Chino Hills? I hope there are. But what the hell is a Chino? I don't even know what that is. But you uh, need to... Now, but it's by Yorba Linda. Good. I don't even know what a Yorba or a Linda is. It Was it some guy, Frank, uh, some guy named Yorba married Linda? I have no idea what Yorba Linda is. But find a total stranger. Do something nice for them. That's how you be thanking me. All right, John? All right. You got it, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it, John. Thanks for being a loyal listener. We love it. All right, Warriors. I got time, first of all, to tell you about the food. So if you go on Twitter, you will see a picture of a jelly donut, a big one, that's glazed. Okay. As if that's not delicious enough. Sue decided to put chocolate kisses, little ones, on top of it, like a million of them, on top of the donut. So you'll see on Twitter, it looks like Dr. Clapper's head with these little tiny hair follicles that are trying to pop up. It's like I had a crew cut. It looks exactly like someone's head with hair growing. And it is delicious. I don't know what kind of jelly she uses inside. My mouth is watering already. But you combine the chocolate chip with the glaze and the jelly inside, it's like you died and went to heaven. Good time donuts in Ventura. Tell them Dr. Clapper sent you. And next week, oh. So the Rams won the Super Bowl, right? Every team, they win their championship. They want a ring. Everybody wants a ring. You may call them chips. You may call them trophies. But you know what they want? They want a ring. And if you are the L.A. Rams and you can choose anybody to make your ring, you're going for the best. Well, next Saturday, the jeweler that makes the rings, and I'm getting one of these rings, it makes these L.A. Rams championship rings. Jason of Beverly Hills is going to be my guest. So I started to think already. We talked today about the power of the hair, right? What is the power of a ring in sports and in art? There's something to it, right? So I started to think, hmm, Phil Jackson, when he wrote a book talking about the triangle and his career and his journey, you know what the title of the book is? It's not How I Won a Championship, How I Did the Triangle, Tex Winter's the Greatest. It isn't that. It isn't Michael Jordan and Kobe. It's called 11 Rings. There's power in those rings. And what about in art? Well, Beyonce wrote a song, right, Rebecca? Put a ring on it. Well, we're going to learn all about that coming up next. Until then, I'll see you on the radio. In the meantime, I leave you with Volari, singing and flying. Have a good week. Let's